0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Sustainable Futures Show. I'm Anthony Day and this week we're talking about sustainable events. In a moment we'll get insights from Fiona Pelham but first a few notes about Sustainability Live, the exhibition and conference which took place at the NEC, the National Exhibition Centre, this week. I walked around with my recorder and I have comments from several startled stallholders who explain what their companies are doing in the sustainability field. I attended a panel debate. It lasted an hour and I came away with pages of notes. I never record people without their permission so I didn't record this session but I will present my summary together with the comments from the exhibitors in next week's episode. If I possibly can, I'll try and interview some of the panellists face-to-face ...for future episodes. Now, here's Fiona Pelham... ...of Sustainable Events Limited. So today I'm talking to Fiona Pelham... ...of Sustainable Events. And uh, apologies in advance... ...if we get one or two glitches with the sound... ...because Fiona's in Australia. And I'll emphasise for... ...very sustainable business reasons. Yeah. Uh, Fiona, you set up Sustainable Events Limited... uh, ...back in 2004... What actually gave you the idea to start an organization like that?
1: Well, my background had been in the events industry. I worked in the marketing team for Marks & Spencers. And I'd always, in my personal life, been very passionate and really enjoyed events. So I knew I wanted to set up an event company. And um, I'd been a, a brownie leader as well, a Girl Scout leader. And I'd seen the difference that community events could make. Um, and then I'd also spent some time living in Austin in Texas which despite being a place in Texas is a very unique and environmentally friendly location so during my time there I took all sorts of courses on composting and learned a lot more about the environmental impact that we have as people. And really, it was those passions coming together that meant when I launched an event management company, I wanted it to be one that considered the community and the environment. And at that time, it was actually a company called Organize This. And at that time, I was was quite naive in that I thought other event companies would be focused thing on sustainability um, but they weren't and I quickly realized that not only not only was this an area of potential development for the industry but more education would be needed so in 2005 I set up not-for-profit positive impact to provide education on sustainability in the event industry
0: okay Uh, did you I mean you you said that other event organizers had not actually caught on to sustainability, but what about potential clients? I mean, were they seeing sustainability as an advantage?
1: Yeah, that was really interesting because very quickly I was able to connect with some some good clients. And I, I think this still today remains the interesting point for me in the event industry because even 10 years ago, it seemed very clear that companies' brands were linked more and more to sustainability. So whether you're a charity, uh, whether you're an association, maybe you're a corporate brand, someone like Unilever or Coca-Cola where sustainability is in your DNA, well, an event brings your brand to life. So mm-hmm. it would seem to make sense that the event would consider sustainability. Um, now even today, that link is not being made as made as much as it could do. Um, so, yeah, that was the opportunity that, that I saw 10 years ago and still see now.
0: Right. Okay. Um, and then, uh, a couple of years after you set up the company, you actually got involved in London 2012. Tell us what you did there.
1: Yeah, well, London 2012 was a great opportunity for the UK to really um, get inspired and be catalyzed into doing something different because of a, a big event coming into the UK. Um, and the first thing connection I had with the team at London 2012 was really just phoning them up and asking them if they would like to do a workshop for the event industry on sustainability Mm -hmm. Um, and we ran that and it was was met with great interest and from there um, I got involved in the creation of what started as BS 8901 and then turned into ISO 2012 1 and this was the standard that was created because London had a commitment to work in a way that was sustainable. So they wanted to create a standard which could be used at other events around the world to show that at every decision point, they'd considered the economic, environmental and social impact. So I went on to chair that standard, I said... 2012 one and I always stayed what I would say good friends with the team at at London 2012 and really tried to champion the work that they were doing and tell the story of the work they were doing especially through positive impact because these big events come and go and it's very important that there is um, a a steady voice that communicates the learning so even when the event has disappeared there's still somebody saying remember what the legacy was from this remember what the learnings were so alongside the team at positive impact we've really tried to take that on for for various events around the world to keep sharing that learning and best practice
0: okay and you're now actually in australia because you're involved with an event there and presumably you are implementing the standard uh, in there
1: Yes that's right exactly the same thing so working through the steps of ISO 20121 and then also talking to the event about how they can start sharing their sustainability story and there is a challenge because big events around the world often get scared to talk about what they're doing and they get scared that they'll be criticized around sustainability i suppose because global events involve carbon and people flying into them um but i'm hoping there's going to be a a shift change soon and events start sharing more and more especially during the planning stage what they're doing around sustainability and and yeah start sharing and learning from each other so we'll see
0: and the event you're working on at the moment
1: well um it, this is a challenge of sporting events you can't always share what you're working on because of various sponsorship implications oh, I see. Yeah. um yeah. yeah but you can tell and us which one, is...
0: can you tell me which one it is
1: <laughs> well d- no because we're not a sponsor so we're not allowed to say that we work with the large events
0: oh i um, see but
1: it's a it's a large sporting event that's going to make a big difference and and as i said my my hope is in the future that, that these kind of sponsor rules and regulations are removed so that people can share their, especially their sustainability stories. So we'll see if
0: that happens. Okay. Now, you're saying that some event organisers are a bit nervous about talking about sustainability. I yeah. mean, do you find that that's something which goes further than events, but uh, commercial organisations uh, as well, do, do you find that they, they are a bit inhibited?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely something around media approach to sustainability and um, I mean, sustainability is a journey. It's an ongoing journey where every decision you take makes a difference and there is no right or wrong. But big businesses and big events and events that represent big brands are very nervous about that type of conversation. I think we've gotten into a bit of a habit media-wise of saying things like, we're the best to do this. We're the first to do this. We've definitely done it. We're very right. Rather than having an open and honest conversation about, we're trying something new here. We're trying a new supplier. We're trying a new type of compostable toilet. We're trying a new uh, type of local food. As work or it hasn't worked and this is what we learned and I think that's how I would love to see the conversation for sustainability go.
0: Okay a lot of people though who actually do sustainability say that it's uh, the business case can be supported they do it for business reasons I mean the the the, the denialists and so on tend to see it as um, a nice to have but not important But I believe that a number of businesses are adopting sustainability practices because it is good business. Does that fit in with your experience?
1: Absolutely. And this goes back to really the very first point that I was making. Um, The event industry brings brings brands to life. So what's very obvious out there in the world is that brands are recognising the value of linking to sustainability. They're reporting on it, they're getting um, investment from it, their shareholders and their customers are demanding it. So it makes absolute business sense for the event industry to start implementing sustainability practice so that they can win business based on this. We're still at the point where people can show leadership as well, so they can win business by being leaders in this field. Um, and the other thing that I often communicate to um, clients and suppliers we work with is that when you implement a sustainability strategy, you're going to start looking at what your sustainability issues are, so what your economic, your environmental, and your social issues are, and then you're going. To start monitoring and measuring them. And the minute that you start monitoring and measuring something, you will reduce the amount of cost that goes behind it because you'll be paying more attention to it. So, it, it makes business sense all around in terms of winning your business, building your business reputation, um, and managing and monitoring your overheads. And then more recently, I've also started hearing more of a conversation around risk management. So, sustainability within the event industry is now something that should be considered because um, there's a risk potentially if you don't consider it. So if you're doing an event for a brand and you don't implement it in a sustainable way, you could damage their brand and lose their business.
0: Okay. Now, you've written a book about all this, haven't you?
1: Um, Yeah, there's a book about BS 8901, and I've also contributed a number of chapters to different uh, books
0: Right, okay, well, I will Over put the last
1: couple of years
0: okay, I'll put a link to the book and if you want to send me any other links which I can also incorporate at the end of this episode, I'll make sure that they are Great. included okay, Great. looking at Thank sustainability you. finally from a global perspective um, and the mm. fact that we uh, we are committed as a country to reduce our carbon footprint by 80 percent by 2050 and mm. there are a lot of similar messages coming out of the U.S. at last and of China what's your mm. view of the future do you think we're actually going to get these issues under control
1: yeah so I think I think the future is very exciting for a number of reasons um, first of all I think that we're at a point point where we have the technology for for people power to make a difference. So for people to start saying, yes, this is something that we want to address, rather than waiting for governments or businesses to make the move. Um, I think that the carbon conversation is very interesting, especially for the event industry, because the event industry is a global industry and relies on people traveling to meet face to face. And that method of travel is is often planes, which Mm. is is carbon-linked. So I think it's an interesting challenge because, on the one hand, I can imagine overnight a big corporate business could be tasked with measuring its carbon footprint and actually understand how big the event footprint is within the work that it does and possibly say, okay, we're going to cut that carbon footprint so no one's travelling to events or no meetings are being held. And that is a massive risk for the event industry. And it wouldn't make good business sense for the company to do. Um, So I think the industry is really at a point where it needs to step up and start talking about what the industry believes should happen around climate change, really proving the value of meeting face to face, um, and maybe offering a sustainable solution. Um, And I know there's a piece of work being done around the event industry supporting a, a treaty a charter being put forward for the climate change conference in december because the event industry is a very big industry in the uk is the seventh biggest industry so um definitely a, an industry to address this topic so yeah i think i think the future is going to be very exciting i think there's challenges and there's opportunities um personally i'm looking forward to movement being made within the event industry so moving on from just conversation about this and to getting more into behavior change and measurements and and innovation
0: great so on the whole you're optimistic
1: well i think working in the field of sustainability currently you can only be optimistic because if you're going to be pessimistic you'll have some miserable days at work so yes i'm i'm ongoingly optimistic about the difference that we can all make as human beings um for our for our communities for our environment and and the economic impact we can have
0: fiona pelham thank you very much for talking to the sustainable futures show thank you Fiona Pelham of Sustainable Events Limited As I said earlier, I was at Sustainability Live this week. Before I went, I dropped the organisers an email and asked if they were compliant with ISO 2012-1. Surely they should comply before all others. No reply. I looked around and it wasn't tremendously good. To be fair, though, there's only so much the event organisers can do. Most of the sustainability decisions are down to the venue operators. So listen up, NEC. Last Tuesday was a perfect spring day with clear blue sky and brilliant sunshine. But all the lights were on. Even in the walkways, which had glass walls and a glass roof. All the lights were on high up in the roof of the exhibition hall, even though every stand had its own lighting. In the food bar, food was served on china plates with metal cutlery. So far, so good. You could choose plastic cutlery if you preferred. And all hot and cold drinks were served in paper cups. Could do better, I think. And given the size of the NEC, I'm sure managing the lights would yield significant energy savings. There were lots of experts at the show. I hope somebody picked it up. Thanks for listening. This is Anthony Day and I'm always pleased to have your feedback, ratings and ideas. Mail me at mail at dot daycom Next week, I'm going to talk about what I got out of Sustainability Live. The week after that, I shall introduce Harriet Ennis, who leads sustainability at one of only nine ambassador schools in the EcoSchools Network across the country. Ken Webster, Head of Innovation at the Ellen MacArthur Foundation has agreed to talk to me. We're trying to settle on a date, and I have several other speakers lined up as well. We'll be talking electric vehicles, we'll be talking carbon, and anything else you'd like to hear about, let me know. If you have a particular expertise within sustainability that you'd like to talk about, mail me at mail at day anthony-day that is, dot com, and let's discuss. I'd particularly like to include something on global water shortages and the California drought. But that's all for this time. Thank you again for listening. This is Anthony Day. Bye for now.